Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Welcome to episode 70. Oh, I, I truly, truly loved recording this episode so much. It is a real life wedding story and it's so reflective on what is going on in the world right now, uh, this pandemic that is ruining everyone's plans. And this is just a story about how, yes, your plans can be changed so many times, but how it can just turn out so wonderful in the end. And it's a story about a wedding that ends up as a backyard wedding. And it really, really is one I want you to listen to because it just ends so happy. And it started off where they were just, you know, up and down decisions and feeling that stress that so many of you are feeling with, do we go ahead? Do we not? So they're, you know, wedding changed so many times and they ended up just going with it and having backyard wedding. And it turned out damn magical. So I really, really know that you're going to enjoy this one. But before I get into chatting with Amy about her wedding, I just want to say thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, because lately I have been receiving on the podcast and on the app, so many beautiful reviews from all of you. And I just want to say that I'm completely humbled it sometimes brings me to tears, the joy that I feel. So happy tears, just how much of a difference that the podcasts and the app are making for you all. And I'm just so grateful you take the time to tell me. And I'm also really loving those of you who are coming on over to Instagram and messaging me and getting to tell me your stories. And if you haven't done that yet, please do, because I do love chatting. I've made some wonderful friends. Well, I've never met some of you in in person, most of you, but I feel like I've really, truly made some wonderful friendships through Instagram. So come and message me at manage my wedding. Even if you don't have any wedding questions and you just want to say hello because you listen, then please come over and chat. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, I would love for you to leave a review because they honestly mean so much to me. And without further ado, let's get into this wonderful wedding story. Today's podcast, I have no doubt for many of you, you are going to resonate with what I'm going to be talking about. And you're going to want to listen all the way through to the end. We all know this crazy world that we're living in right now is changing many of your wedding plans and for many of you more than once. So today I wanted to invite Amy onto the podcast to talk about her own wedding experience and why she ended up having a beautiful, and I mean beautiful because I have seen the stunning wedding photos, but why she had a backyard wedding and how incredible it turned out. Yes, Amy had booked a stunning venue, but that was all thrown up in the air thanks to COVID and things just weren't looking good to having her dream wedding. So welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, Amy. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. Like for those who are listening, I just want to tell them about how we kind of know each other. Yeah. So that they understand because we did know each other pre your wedding days. So I've known Amy for about 20 years, a bit more because I'm close friends with her sister. So I knew Amy was planning her wedding with Jess. How long have you and Jess been together for now? 
10 years. 10 years. Okay. So I've known Jess now for 10 years too. And you, both, <laughs> and you were both waiting to get married. Am I right? But you're waiting for Australia to legalize same sex marriages. Yes. We typical like lesbian new haul. We um, got together and we got engaged within a year and we had an epic engagement party in our backyard, funnily enough, not this backyard, but um, our previous house. We planned a Bali wedding initially and then decided to throw up in the air and go traveling. So traveled around the world for six months, came home and went, let's wait. Let's just wait. It's going to be important to us to wait and for our families to, you know, have that, have those words being said that marriage is between two people yes. and actually it just felt more real to us to wait. So we waited and here we are. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did because Australia finally came to life and yeah. said yes. Yeah. So I'm so and glad we, you did. Yeah. I'm so glad you waited. How nice. I'm so lucky. I know. So I also knew that you were using the Manage My Wedding app and you had reached mm-hmm. out to me with a couple of wedding questions along the way. So I yeah. knew that you had booked the gorgeous Mavis kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you Oh, actually, I was going to say for those of you overseas, but even those in Australia that may not know, it is located in northern New South Wales. It's actually just over the Queensland border. It's not that far. And it is an absolutely beautiful venue in the hinterland. So can you tell us firstly about Mavis's Kitchen and why you had booked that venue? Sure. We um, actually went and climbed Mount Warning after having an unsuccessful attempt at IVF, to be honest. So screw it, let's go climb a mountain, went down to Mount Warning, climbed the mountain as we're leaving the mountain we notice this beautiful little house on the side that had you know a sign for lunch we're like great perfect let's go get a nice feed after that hike and there was actually a wedding happening at the time when we were there and we were like this is amazing like it's beautiful look at the scenery like luscious grounds it was just absolutely stunning and it kind of was always just imprinted in my mind that that would be a nice place to check out when we were going to get married so following the marriage equality debate and it being legalized and you know got the full go ahead we decided to finally get our butts into gear and go and get married and we went back to Mavis's kitchen and I'm in the car leaving there going please Jess please I I can't go anywhere else that was the only venue I looked at there was no other venues on my mind she was like let's like she's very practical let's look at all the other venues around the whole of Queensland and New South Wales let's look at everything I was like no no no, I better mind up. Like I was full on stubborn about this and I got my way and we locked it in that day, paid a deposit that afternoon. We were ready to go. So it's wow. just beautiful. I, yeah. It's breathtakingly beautiful and everything I ever imagined my wedding to be. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a stunning venue. I can't believe that. So you only both ever looked at that venue. That's so impressive. That's it. The only venue we looked at. Yeah. And because I, I reckon the moment you walk into your venue, you actually just know it is meant to be the venue. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty instant. I was trusting that feeling. And I think you can get yourself into a bit of a spiral with trying to choose something and you get the decision fatigue. And then, you know, I think just trust your gut on yeah, that. I agree. So when was the first wedding meant to be and why, why didn't that happen? We were meant to be getting married on Anzac Day, actually, 25th of April, 2020. And yeah, the pandemic started to happen. And as it kind of crept up to March, it became more and more obvious that, you know, this was a real thing. We had friends asking us about our wedding. We were kind of just, you know, throw away, oh, I'll be fine. Like had no yeah. idea how bad it was going to get. And then literally three weeks before we had to cancel. One, the borders were shut and we were in Brisbane and the wedding is in New South Wales. So we couldn't even get to our venue, but also we had lots of friends and family from interstate. So obviously my sister lives in New South Wales in Newcastle. 
I was never having my wedding without her and then friends and family in Sydney and Melbourne. So, you know, we could have had an elopement or whatever on that day, but I think it was still important to us to have people there and our, our people there. Yeah. So yeah, it was, you know, Mavis's were great. They, they postponed and once the pandemic pandemic kind of started to, you know, kind of resolve a little bit, trying to rebook your wedding was mostly impossible. So we then <laughs> rebooked yeah. for um, the 19th of May this year, 21, which is a Thursday because we had, there was no dates available. Wow. So it was just really horrible trying to get a new date. And I think we kind of had a bit of pressure from everyone as well, like going, just book it in. So we all know when to plan for like people trying to come up from Melbourne and Sydney and everywhere, but just got over it. Yeah. So you rebooked a new date and then that didn't happen either because borders kept opening and closing constantly. That's didn't it. They, they oh. just kept, it was just, it was just too hard to like, yeah. Think, Oh, well, okay. By May surely, but here we are now. And like, they still keep opening and closing. Like it's just, I think we yeah. made the best decision and did what we did and it felt right. And yeah. yeah. And for I have who, no regrets. For those who don't live in a show that listen, because I have a lot of international guests, we, well, our state borders, they all close separately to each other. So we don't let each other in each other's state. So it's like a country lockdown, but a state lockdown. And so many people would be experiencing this all over the world. So oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I know how much this is resonating with everyone, but it's the worst feeling when you're planning a wedding. Like it's awful, awful feeling. So mm-hmm. you ended up going with a backyard wedding as an alternative. So it's completely, yeah. completely different to what you had booked. What attracted you to go down that avenue? Because it's it's a massive DIY task. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be honest, I love that though. I love DIY. I'm very creative. I did our first engagement party in our other backyard. I just love that. So I think for me, if you don't love it, don't do it. If you haven't got a creative mindset, if you haven't got a vision, don't do it. But I had a vision in my head. I kind of always thought about it, but because we were always going to have like 120 people, we can never fit those people in our backyard. So I guess it was a blessing in disguise in a way that we could only have 50 people. So, you know, we had to be ruthless and, you know, cut that list right down. But a lot of those people from Melbourne and Sydney, they couldn't come anyway. So that was kind of taken away from us and taken off us, that responsibility. So we've got a really nice backyard, like not huge or only on a square meter block but it's elevated on one side. Then we have a pool on the other side. So we just really utilize the space. And it's something that's felt really special about having our wedding at our first home with our, with our children. And that was what we wanted to do. We wanted to be in control of it all have, and especially have the booze that we want without a price of $20,000, <laughs> like have yeah. the good booze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have the good alcohol. We don't want the crappy wine or the crappy gin. We want the good stuff. So Gym that was bar. also gin bar. We had a gin bar. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And our <laughs> original wedding, Jess would have been pregnant. So she was like, we're going to have a, a gin bar at Mavis's. And then when she got pregnant, she was like, no gin bar for anyone if I can't have it. So <laughs> Jess got a gin bar in the end and she wasn't pregnant. So she could enjoy it. That's so nice. How long did you have? Because from the moment you decided, okay, we're having a backyard wedding. How long did you have until the day? Eight weeks. Oh, wow. Eight. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> So the reason why we decided was because that week they were also deciding whether they would open up the New South Wales border. And I wanted Bianca here, my sister. So I was like, right, let's just throw a coin in the air. Let's see what happens. If tomorrow the border's open, we're doing it. If they don't open, we're not doing it. So that's what it was. And that was a deciding factor. So they opened up to New South Wales and Bianca could come. We were good to go. We locked it in. That is so no turning cool. back. 
And you're, I mean, when I talked about the photo, photos looking stunning, oh, it's rare that I would look through every single photo, but oh my gosh, <laughs> like you wouldn't have even known it was your backyard. It looked amazing. Yeah. Like you covered the pool. It looked incredible. It was so, I have to say you did such a beautiful job. Thank you. And hope, and I'm hoping you're going to let me share a couple of them. With, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they're, they're honestly amazing. But amazing, yeah. Did You have two little children as well. Did you have yep. to help and support to organise it and run it on the day? Yeah. So in terms of the day, we hired one of the daycare teachers to just come and be here the whole day until the end. So one of the ones that obviously Addie was really close with, three and a half year old. So she was here from 11 a.m. till 11 p.m. She, you know, took the kids away when we needed them to. She put Oliver down for a nap when he needed to and put them down to bed that night as well. And then we had people staying here that night. The grandparents stayed at home that night after the wedding so we could go to the hotel. So we had, we had, you know, people helping us in terms of setting up and everything. Cannot thank our neighbours, Richard and Claire Mary. They were there from day dot helping us buy things, running to spotlight the last minute when we forgot one table runner and just things like that, just helping us with like just lifting things and moving tables. And they helped so much without them. We couldn't have had what we had. Did you outsource though everything to come in? Like, did you have a company that turned up with the furniture and the marquee and all those things? Did you separately? Yeah. So we had a company who did the table. So I still wanted the rustic kind of vibe for the wedding, like Mavis has kind of had as well, like, you know, raw tables and things like that. So I found some tables I like from Hampton Hire. And so I hired them from Hampton Hire tables and chairs from there. I then hired, I didn't want a marquee. I wanted an open air, beautiful bulb light kind of evening, but you know, with <laughs> the Queensland weather, I had to yeah. get a marquee. Looked amazing. It. Exactly. It turned it was, out to be yeah. incredible and it exceeded all of my expectations. So this marquee was massive. And it was 2.7 meters high. So it was way above your head. You didn't look like you're enclosed, even though it was a stinking hot night. But it was just and it was phenomenal. Clear. So it's a clear one. It was clear. Yeah. 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 So that was Northside Party High. They did the marquee and the bulb lights for us and the flooring over the pool and a little walkway we had down the side as well because it was raining all that week before. So it was trashed our yard. So Lucky. we had to put flooring down. So, you know, they were big costs, the marquee and flooring, but they were costs that allowed us to have the wedding rain, hail or shine. Yeah. And, and and have the space. And we also talked about briefly before I started recording the podcast that the wedding cost you half of what it was going to cost you anyway, if you'd gone to the Yeah, exactly. Like we had a very large budget for our wedding. We were only going to do this once. We've been waiting 10 years. So I'm happy to share. Maybe this is going to cost, cost around 60 grand. That includes dresses, everything like start to finish back our wedding cost is 30. So still expensive, but yeah. you know, you have to be realistic about these things. It's still going to cost you money no matter what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And overall, are you happy with how it all turned out? Cause you said it exceeded oh. your expectations. Oh, just, it was phenomenal. I have like, we, Jess and I constantly just will sit down and go, can you believe we did that? Like, that was amazing. Like we're so happy we trusted our gut. We had the absolute best day in our entire lives and oh. it didn't even feel as stressful as I thought it was going to be. I had to kind of let go of a lot of outside things I couldn't control and just focus on what I could control. Did anything go I wrong? think, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we had like 10 cases of red wine under the house that we didn't put out. So red wine wasn't even drunk that night, but that's 
a small detail but actually on the on the <laughs> the day that our tables and chairs arrived so the marquee was set up on the thursday wedding was on saturday tables and chairs arrived on the friday and i had a whole plan to have them in a different place to what they ended up being in we planned to get married up the top around our trees where our trees are not in the pool area but it just didn't fit the tables are too squishy and there wasn't enough room to have an aisle so we just ended up going all right thinking on the spot we're going to have it down on the pool deck and it turned out to be amazing so things like that you had to think on your feet but you know whatever it worked yeah. out in the end and the photos look great so and you can I always it, like yeah. whatever changes with the setup and things that happen you can always go and get photos in those other areas that you didn't end up having yeah anything. Yeah, but I did actually call our photographer and like I FaceTimed her. I was like, what are we going to do? Like what's better for photos? The light, the sun was going to be coming in in the afternoon. We're worried it's going to be in our faces and stuff as well. And she was like, no, that's totally fine. We'll just work with it. And, you know, we made it work. So I just, yeah, I think we're, I think our suppliers, like our photographer and our celebrant were our non-negotiables. We weren't having the wedding without them yeah. in the backyard. So we are so lucky that we were able to get a lot of our suppliers that we originally had at Mavis is available for this date. So, yeah. And what's your favorite highlight of the whole night? Probably our first dance with Addy. We um, had been practicing this at home. We decided not to do the original, like, you know, fancy um, first dance alone together. We decided we'd do a family dance. So myself, Jess and Addy learnt a few dance moves to Ain't No Mountain High Enough. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it was so cute. I've got a video, I'll send it to you. And we we had a band in our backyard too. So the band played it. It was just so fun. Addie had a ball and you can see her little face light up when all the kids come down to join her on the dance floor. And like, it was just epic. It does so we made it. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Oh, that is so sweet. Lucky she did it. Lucky she performed. Oh, she did. But um, when we're walking down the aisle, she didn't want to walk. I had to carry her. So you'll see in my photos, I'm carrying a screaming child and my dad in the other arm. But, you know, (laughs) just go with it. You do. You don't, you don't care in the moment anyway. You're just like, let's go. Let's get on with it. Oh, I love I said it. I made a good point. She was like, whatever the children are going to do, they're going to do it. Just, just roll with it. Don't yeah. try to correct them. Just, just go with it. And yeah. that's why I kept that in my head the whole time. Just, yeah. just go with it. Yeah. And if, cause if you fight it, they just get worse. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's such a great story. And I love how happy you ended up being because you deserved it. You guys waited so long. And you've mm. been through so much together through so many years. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, really, really happy for you. Oh, thanks. Tell me what would be your best advice to give those who are considering a backyard wedding? I did actually write some points down because I was nervous about this one, thinking I wouldn't come up with anything on the spot. <laughs> but I think there's a few things. So space, don't do it if you haven't got the space or just make sure the numbers accurate for your space so don't have 150 people in a 400 square meter block like you're not going to fit them in there so just be realistic about space and make sure people are comfy have a clear vision if you haven't got a clear vision i'd probably recommend getting a wedding planner or someone to help you otherwise it will get cost effective it would, sorry it would get more costly if you haven't got a vision because you'd be kind of thinking on the fly budget it's not as cheap as it sounds having a backyard wedding so i think just be real realistic about it so do a budget up properly see what vendors you want, get proper quotes, get a realistic price of what it's going to cost you before you lock it in because it will be more expensive than you think. And I think the biggest one for a backyard wedding is your neighbours. Make sure your neighbours are aware, give them notice. We gave our, we did a letter drop at six weeks before we put it on our community page. Everyone knew it was happening. We had wonderful support. Everyone writing beautiful messages on the Facebook page. Someone even dropped off some fairy lights and a card saying, congratulations, enjoy your night. And there was no complaint. The last thing you want is for, you know, the police to show up on your wedding day. So 
I think just make sure you tell your neighbours and that, you know, you've got that support. Otherwise, it's just you don't want to be ruined. That's a really good tip because so many people wouldn't think about that. You really went over and above to be considerate to make sure everyone knew. And I'm sure everyone would be so happy to hear that people are just going ahead mm-hmm. and getting married at the moment. So yeah, you'd hope that exactly. people would be supportive. We had a live band. So, you know, can you imagine hearing a drum kit at like 10 p.m. at night? So, you know, we <laughs> yeah. had to just make sure that everyone was good. Yeah, yeah, because you, you, your neighbours are close. <laughs> They're going to hear everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> move out, move out, neighbours. Uh, <laughs> it's a great story. Now, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, but I did okay. a podcast episode like only two episodes ago and it talked about the changing of the surname because oh, right. you know, yep. it's, a, it's a contentious issue. So many people don't mm. want to change it or they don't, their husband doesn't like their name anyway. And some people do lots of different things, but I saw on social media, your surname changed and have you joined surnames together? <laughs> okay. I'm going to laugh because no. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what lots um, of people do. Lots of people yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, so Jess's last name is Clark and my last name is Jansen. So our friends call us the Clansons as a funny, oh. like, the Clanton, you know, <laughs> it's a funny bit of a piss take. So um, that's my I name like on social it. media. So my work colleagues can't find me if I don't do it, you know, that sort of thing. But in terms of our official last name, we have not done the paperwork yet, but both our kids are Jansen hyphen Clark. Oh, cool. So Jansen Clark. So we will be Jansen Clark as well. Yes. I really did not want to have double barrel names for anyone, but we're going with it. <laughs> I always joked about being gay first and that I should just take my name because she was always going to change her name if she was straight. But anyway, <laughs> she thought that Je- she thought Jessica Jansen sounded like a stripper name, so she wasn't going to have Jessica Jansen. So okay, fair, fair enough. enough. Yep. We are the Jansen Clarks to be officially done at some point. That's a lot of work, but it is. on our marriage certificate, it's, yeah, Jansen Clark. Yeah, I like that. A lot of people do the double barrel name and it's so much easier. Mm. I mentioned in the podcast, it's actually so much easier to both have the same surname when your kids go to school. Because yes. everyone says, Oh, are you the guardian? Are you the stepmom? Like <laughs> they don't know because your name's different. So yeah. smart move. That's a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Clanson's are like But no, we're not the Clanson's. Oh my god, I wish oh. you did. <laughs> That's so funny. We did actually have like a little, like as you walked into the wedding, there's a little bunting and it had Clanson because we, I mean, you know, all our website and stuff was the Clanson wedding. Like it's just a bit of a fun thing that we're loved by as well. So I wish yeah. it did. That's cool. That name's Clanson. Yeah. Funny. I love and the, it. We, had, we had a live stream for the Sydney and Melbourne guests. So we live streamed it and it was yeah called Clanson wedding 21. Oh, yeah. That is so So many people yeah. do ma- match up their names now. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Well, that's funny. That but there you go, everyone. There gives. There you go. There's another double barrel name for you if you can't decide what to do. Just double barrel it. <laughs> just double barrel it. Cecilia. Oh well, thank you so much, Amy, for sharing your story. No worries. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love it. And for those who are listening, if you just don't know what to do, I say go with the backyard wedding because honestly, and I'm oh, you, you'll see these photos so you can have a look at them and refer to them, but. It was just beautiful. As I said before, your wedding looked beautiful. You guys looked so happy and you did look relaxed. <laughs> you did not look stressed. Like you yeah. can see stress in people's eyes. So I'm very happy for you and I'm sure that many people will have enjoyed this podcast. So thank you so much. No worries. Thanks thank for listening. You. See ya. Well, wow. 
What a great wedding story. Truly, they're going to be able to tell that story to their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren for many years to come. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, they would get a pandemic thrown into the mix of wedding planning? Wedding planning is hard enough, as you all know, without having to constantly be making the decisions if your wedding is going ahead or not. So I hope you enjoyed listening to Amy's and Jess's story as much as I did. I truly think, you know, sometimes I know that it might feel hard to you to give up that dream wedding location, but just like Amy and Jess, like they loved that venue so much. They knew that they, as soon as they saw it, they wanted to get married there, but it turned out wonderful. And they're so glad that they did what they did. So I hope this, you know, episode really gives you something to think about and helps you make some decisions going forward. And if you want to tell me what you're trying to think and decide, then as I mentioned earlier at the the start of the podcast, come over into Instagram, manage my wedding and talk to me so that I can just be an ear for you. I don't always need to give advice. Sometimes I can just listen. And if you have a spare minute and like to leave a review, I would be very grateful and you will go into the draw to win one of my monthly $100 bridal pack giveaways. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organized while planning the wedding of your dreams. 